0: Pushkin.
1: Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakeables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours.
2: Back on the road fast with Location Telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.
3: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
0: Hey, it's Dana. I am currently writing new episodes of Lost Tales for you. But in the meantime, I wanted to share something really awesome. It's a preview of Deep Cover, another true crime show from Pushkin and my friend, Jake Halpern. In Deep Cover's new season, Jake tells the story of two young women living on opposite sides of the country who went missing at almost the exact same time. Seven years later, their stories collided when one woman resurfaced, posing as the other. A small-town detective became obsessed with the case, convinced that one of them was a spy. Okay, here's a sneak peek. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. You can find Deep Cover wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can get all six episodes right now at pushkin.fm forward slash plus.
4: This is a story about a young woman who ran away from home. At least, that's how it all started.
5: I think people think that I had this master plan, and I went out and did it, and like, you know, like it's not fun, right? You're constantly scared. You have no support. You have no one to talk to, which is part of the reason it got so carried away. Like, if I had just talked to somebody, they would have been like, this is crazy.
4: Along the way, there were plenty of moments where she could have stopped running. But she didn't.
5: Sort of like I got on a train track. Um, that was clearly the wrong train track. And like my Train is running away, and at some point, you're not thinking, crap, how do I get off this train track? You're just thinking, crap, how do I stop this train from like going off the rails? You know, I just kept making horrible decision after horrible decision after horrible decision, just trying to keep the train from crashing and killing me at that point.
4: We're going to come back to this woman and go deep into her story, so you'll hear more about all of that, but not just yet. Because this is actually a story about not one, but two young women who vanished at about the same time. The two of them were roughly the same age, but in so many other ways, they could not have been more different. One grew up in rural Montana, where she was raised in a sheltered, devoutly religious home. She was shy and kind of a nerd. The other was a kind-hearted, free spirit from South Carolina She partied often and sometimes hung out with a rough crowd. They both disappeared in 1999. Their families searched for them, but didn't find many clues. And then, improbably, their stories collided when a lone investigator got involved
6: and quickly became obsessed. I think of a situation as a sweater. So sometimes you have a loose thread and you pull the thread, and you get a knot. And sometimes you pull a thread, and it just keeps unraveling, (laughs) and you just keep pulling and pulling and pulling. This investigator was convinced that
4: the fates of these two young women, the free spirit and the nerd, were linked, and that by solving one of their cases, he might also solve the other. Not just that. He suspected that one of them was a master of deception, a highly trained chameleon, who conned her way into the Ivy Leagues. He began an investigation that ultimately drew in the Secret Service, the US Marshals, and the Justice Department. The media soon got wind of this. Allegations of murder, fraud, and espionage swirled. Eventually, a nationwide manhunt got underway, all because of this one investigator and his hunch. Now, given the gigantic scope of all this, You might think that our investigator worked for some big city police department, or a fancy federal agency, or maybe even an international outfit like Interpol. Nope. He was a small-town cop who'd just become a detective. He didn't have a partner or, for a while, even a computer. But he
6: was doggedly stubborn, almost perversely so. I just pulled a thread, and it just kept going and going and going, till the whole thing unraveled. I get it, I love pulling on threads. As a journalist, I've done this so
4: many times, pulled and pulled until I've lost track of what I was originally looking for or whether it was worth it. And sometimes, most of the time, in fact, it's not. But every once in a while, there's a set of facts that's so irresistibly curious that I just can't let go. And I suppose it doesn't matter whether you're a journalist or a detective or just a nosy neighbor. So many of us believe that great mysteries lurk in the periphery of our lives. So when we find an especially curious thread, we keep pulling because we won't be satisfied until we've unraveled it all. I'm Jake Halpern, and this is Deep Cover, season three, Never Seen Again. Episode 1, The Dark Corner.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting.
1: Take your business further at tmobilecom slash
0: now. The detective that I told you about, his name is John Campbell,
4: and he's just about the friendliest guy I've ever met. He has wispy brown hair and a boyish grin. He wears a pair of those wraparound sunglasses that dads always wear at Little League practice. He's also got this goofy and totally lovable laugh that he breaks into all the time. So, not an old-timey lawman. In fact, one of the first things that he tells me
6: is that he doesn't care for guns. When I retire, I can't wait to put this in a drawer. I mean, this is, this, is a, uh, this is a thing I bang my elbow on all the time. <laughs> so, it's not about carrying a gun. I carry a gun because we have to. I'd rather be like Andy Griffith and just be sheriff without a gun. I met
4: John down in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, where he lives This, by the way, was also the hometown of the free-spirited young woman that I told you about, one of the two that went missing. Back in the early 2000s, when our story really starts, John was the town's lone detective. I asked him what this was like. He
6: told me that back then, this was truly a sleepy backwater. Traveler's Rest was almost a dry town. We had one bar and one liquor store. And the liquor store closed, I think it eight or nine o'clock at night. The bar closed at midnight, and we rolled up the streets. And the only problems we ever had was at the bar. (laughs) And so we shut the bar down two or three times, took their license. Outside of town? Well, that was a different story.
4: The thickly wooded slopes quickly rose into the peaks of the Blue Ridge Mountains. The land was steep and craggy. Some called it the Dark Corner. For generations, it was known as a place where mountain folk brewed moonshine and lived by their own rules, mountain justice. By the 1990s, that had begun to change. Newcomers were arriving, retirees and the like. But the dark corner remained a place where it wasn't wise to venture at night or turn down a road you didn't know. I talked to one local who told me he once found a great big log blocking the road with a stack of dog skulls on it. And then he just knew better turn around. John says that occasionally the mountain folks would just
6: show up at John's office. You'd hear this roar of a truck would come in and people would pile out and they'd say, we're looking for the law, you know, and mountain justice had failed and they had to come into town to find, (laughs) find some law enforcement. For the police
4: and travelers' rest, the key was basically to secure the town's perimeter.
6: So I called Travelers Rest the Circle of Wagons. So we had seven square miles. that was like a circle of wagons in our little town, and we kept all the crime out of our little circle, <laughs>
4: out into the county,
6: pushed it out.
4: Wait, so your job was basically just like make sure that the criminals stayed out of the circle? Yeah, pretty much. Did you ever like like tell guys like not in here? You're on yeah. the oh yeah. What did you say this to them? This is our town. You. <laughs> Take that up the mountains. John says this strategy, it worked. Not much happened in the way of major crime in Traveler's Rest. But then, one day, something rather sinister happened in this small town. Something that broke the humdrum rhythm of daily life. A 20 year old girl went missing. Her name was Brooke Henson. She vanished from within the town's limits inside the circle of wagons. And her disappearance would ultimately send John Campbell on an epic quest. It would become a huge case, a national case. And John, the small town detective who hated carrying a gun would be at the center of it all.
3: Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
2: The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, You'll be publicly honored amongst some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at t-mobile.com slash unconventionalawards. See you there.